Alright everyone, welcome to episode 11 of NPC Talk. Today is July 20th, 2015. My name is Chris, and today I am here to talk about what happened this past weekend, which was EVO 2015, with my two very special friends and guests, Roger and Anthony. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. So, this last weekend was EVO 2015. Anthony, do you want to give the viewers a little bit of a description of what EVO 2015 is? Um, so, EVO is probably one of the largest fighting game. Actually, it's not probably. It is the largest fighting game tournament uh, that's held every year in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, there was Smash 4, Tekken, Killer Instinct, Guilty Gear, Mortal Kombat, Melee, Smash Melee. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom and Ultra Street Fighter 4. Yep, yes. So a lot of fighting games, a lot of people participating. Um, I believe it's open registrations. You just have to pay a little bit and you can sign up online as a competitor. Um, I think they were saying Street Fighter had over 2,000 people sign up. Yep. And Smash had, I don't know, a ton of people too, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, basically a bunch of noobs and a bunch of pros sign up to go play video games in Vegas. <laughs> and yeah. then a bunch of nerds sign up to watch people play video games in Vegas. Yep, yep. Um, actually, Street Fighter 4 and Melee are the two numbers I do know. I believe Street Fighter 4 peaked at... Or not peaked. Uh, Street Fighter 4 had around 2,200 entrants, and Melee had about 1,800 entrants. Yeah, they're wow. probably the two most popular fighting games out right now, I would say. Yeah. Mm, well, MVC three, I don't know. Eh. I'm biased. I don't like it. They say that it's losing at Steam. Mm. All right. Um. Ooh, so many games to talk about. Let's start with. Let's. You know what? Let's start with Guilty Gear. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, resident expert from episode one, Roger. Um, top three games was Guilty Gear. Not this version. This is Guilty Gear XRD. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the first time that they're playing in Evo because I believe it came out quite recently. Um, yeah, I mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah, the console version came out last year. Right, right. So last year at Evo, they played Blaze Blue, which would be the newest version of, I don't know, the developers of Guilty Gear. Yeah. Um, so Roger, just, uh, you know, tell us what, okay, first of all, what version of Guilty Gear are you the most familiar with? Um, I'm most familiar with the Reload version, mm-hmm. uh, Guilty Gear XX uh, Reload. Okay. And with that version in mind, what do you think of Guilty Gear XRD? Um, so to give like a brief background of the franchise, mm-hmm. uh, so Guilty Gear like, really took off with the Guilty Gear XX, but mm-hmm. it didn't really like hit its market till Reload, which like just put the, the whole franchise on the fighting game map. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, the, like, every iteration afterwards, it constantly improved itself with like, Guilty Gear XX Slash, mm-hmm. and then Guilty Gear XX Accent Car, and then Guilty Gear Accent Car Plus R. <laughs> so Plus R is like the definite version for the Guilty Gear XX series. Okay. <laughs> so the X Zern is like the third series of the Guilty Gear franchise. And, so, okay. Uh, so what Guilty Gear XR does differently is it totally revamps the whole um, 
the Roman cancel system. Okay. So that what what a Roman cancel is is uh, it's it allows you to use fifty percent uh, of your attention bar mm-hmm. to cancel any of your normals or specials and to like you know cancel it to do like another move, uh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So then in the um, in XX series, like uh, he had a thing that's called a free Roman cancel or like a false Roman cancel. I forgot, but it's like FRC for short. Mm-hmm. And then. Instead of spending like fifty percent of retention bar, you can spend twenty five percent. But the timing part is really strict. Like maybe like I don't know, like five frames. Oh wow! To hit this window. Mm-hmm. Um. So what Gear Exert did is they scrapped the whole FRC and replaced it with a new type of Roman cancel called the Yellow Roman cancel, the YRC. Okay. And what this is is it's basically, I guess, like an easier version of FRC. Like instead of having like maybe like five frames to do this input, mm-hmm. you have a much larger window right now, and then you can also uh, so in the XX series, like only like certain types of like normals or specials only have this like FRC characteristic. Okay. But um. And the new game, the Guilty Gear XR, you can YRC anything. Like, you can literally cancel, like, just standing still, you know? Like, just YRC, like, your dash, YRC, your air dash, uh-huh. YRC, your jumping, just, like, YRC, your back dash. And then, because of this, it brings, like, a whole new, uh, like, tactics and strategies and how to play, like, the characters. Okay, neat, neat. So do you um do you like the system more like the YRC? Um, I wouldn't say I like it more, and I wouldn't say that I like it less. It's mm-hmm. very different. Like it fundamentally changed like the whole gameplay and car mechanics. So it sort of like became its own different thing. So you can't really like compare it with the FRC anymore. Because FRC like like. Like both both YRC and FRC has its ups and downs, so okay. because of that, like they're sort sort of like equal in my opinion. At it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, I guess going more directly towards Evo twenty fifteen, um, what do you think of the meta right now with uh Guilty Gear X Xrd? Is that what you called it? Uh, Xrd. 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 I don't know. I don't know really know what people call it. Yeah. Uh. I just called excerpt. <laughs> I like but third, anyways, but with an X. Yeah. Mm. Um, the meta. Uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I'm not like a big esports follower. <gasps> just kidding. Uh, cool. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like I don't feel like there really isn't like that strong of a. Uh, like, there really isn't, like, a dominated meta for Guilty Gear right now. Like, mm-hmm. every character is totally viable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, that's just, like, how well-balanced Guilty Gear is. Like, there is no single bad character in Guilty Gear, except nice. for maybe Paul Temkin, it's excerpt. <laughs> but other than him, like, everything, everyone else is, like, totally viable. Okay, okay. So, there's usually, like, no, like, you wouldn't see, like, all the pro players... 
like going to like the very top tier character and just play him. Mm-hmm. But you'll see like the pro players just sticking with their own characters to just still dominate uh, okay. with their mains. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So how much of uh, Guilty Gear were you able to watch for Evo 2015? Um. I caught a little bit of pulls on Friday, but I didn't really catch much because I had work. Right. Um. And then I watched a little bit of Top 32 on Saturday, and then I watched the finals uh, yesterday. Nice, nice. So, what do you think? What were some uh, interesting moments, or you know? Uh, uh, okay. The top, my top favorite moment is definitely in the top eight. Mm-hmm. So that, um, so there's this uh, Japanese player. His name is uh, Washige, mm-hmm. and um, he's probably one of the best Milia players in Guilty Gear, uh, uh, along with Nakamura. Okay. So then. Yesterday, it was the uh, winners. Uh, I want to. Uh, I want to say it's like the semi-winners or winners final. I don't remember exactly anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was Washike versus Ogawa. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you don't know who Ogawa is, Ogawa is like one of the gods of Guilty Gear. Mm-hmm. He in, uh, he invented Eddie. Um, he has been playing Eddie like as far as like Eddie has been created in Guilty mm. Gear. Wow. So usually, like when you think of like uh, a really pro player associated with Eddie, you think of Ogawa. So that so there was Washike versus Ogawa, and then during that match, uh, like it was it was a really intense match, like really hyped up, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was I think I believe it was like that uh, two out of three. So then during the third match, um, and then Ogawa took the first round, mm-hmm. and then Washike took the second round, right? But mm-hmm. he got. Mm-hmm. He was like so into the game that he forgot that it was the second round. Like, he thought it was all over, so that he prematurely like celebrated. He got off the seat. He was like, "Oh yeah, I did it! I did Ogawa!" Right? He ran to the stage. He's like, "I did it, guys! I did it, guys!" And then, and then it was like round three. <laughs> like, he turned around. It's like, "Oh my gosh!" You know. So he was like, like you know, like practically like, running back to his seat, but it was already too late. Like Ogawa was just dominating his character lifelessly. Like standing still, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, it was it was like so embarrassing. Like I got like second head embarrassment from that, but it was like so funny too. And then because I of that, like Ogawa, this. and then like, and then after Ogawa perfected him, <laughs> then Ogawa started to you know like got off his seat, seat and started like celebrating. Like, yeah, I beat Mushige. It was like hilarious. That's so that's so funny and so BM at the same time. <laughs> oh, BM yeah. is a bad manner, by the way. Yeah, and then like, but like that was like the winners bracket. So then Washige was sent out to losers, mm. and then he was actually like making like his run back to the losers bracket, but if eventually like he wasn't able to make it to the top back to grand finals, so he finished third place. Oh. Mm. But yeah, but it was like a hilarious moment. And the crowd was like cheering for him too. (laughs) He became like the people's champion by just doing that silly stunt. Might be worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's my my favorite moment from Guilty Gear. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, it's crazy. Do you know uh, who won the um, whole thing? Yeah, Ogawa did. Which uh, isn't a big surprise. Like he was like the most favorite 
or most expected, I guess, to win mm-hmm. the whole tournament. Wow. Okay. Wow. Um. All right. Is there uh, is there anything else you want to talk about the Guilty Gear meta? Uh, I'm not too familiar with it, so or you know, or anything that happened in Evo with Guilty Gear. Um. Yeah. Like. One of the UFA players did surprisingly well, in my opinion, uh, today. Mm. Uh, he's like an East Coast uh, Guilty Gear player. And he's like the only uh, UFA player that made it to the top eight. Oh, wow. Eight players. Wow, yes. really? Yeah, so like, Guilty Gear is like a game that is totally dominated by Japan. Mm. Like, the Japanese players are just on a whole another level compared to like the outside uh, regions like USA, Europe, mm-hmm. uh, just like a whole totally like, yeah, just like you can't reach their level. Like, uh, I guess like it's like God status basically. Wow. So him, like, he, if I remember correctly, he set down a Fab into. Wait, no, 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 no. He eliminated Fab from the tournament, and uh, if you don't know who Fab is, Fab is a. Uh, a Japanese player who's well known for playing only grapplers in fighting games. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that he's like, when you think of like a like a fighting game grappler in Japan, you think of that. That's who you think of. Oh wow! Yeah, but unfortunately, like Potemkin, yeah, he's not that great in Exert, mm. and he's a grappler character. So mm. that unfortunately, like even though it would be cool and exciting to see Fab in the top eight. Fab couldn't make it mm. there. But yeah, but Sudan, like, he, he, like, destroyed a lot of Japanese players to get to top eight. So that was really exciting. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to the big rigs of the tournament, which was uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4, probably the biggest and most popular fighting game out there. Uh, Anthony, how much were you able to watch of Street Fighter? Um, I think I watched most of Top 8. I watched the last game of the first day, which was Daigo losing in loser's bracket. Mm. And, um, well, actually, was he losing? Yeah, yeah, I think it was his second elimination. And I watched most of the Top 8 games on Sunday. Mm. Uh, so who was uh, in the Top 8 for Street Fighter? Uh, hold on. I have a really bad memory, but for sure it was Gamerby, Momochi, mm-hmm. um, Infiltration, Tokido, I think Roger knows the rest, maybe? Yeah, uh, so PR Balrog, I. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I. Uh, Gamerby? Gamerby, yeah, of course. How can you forget Gamerby? Uh, yeah, and then uh, the last two were Nemo and Knuckledo. Oh, yeah, I. I yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He said not cool too. Oh, did you? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, I think we mentioned eight players somewhere within that yep. list. <laughs> and, and Infiltration, if we missed that one. <laughs> no, I said Infiltration. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> um, so what do you think, Anthony? Of, uh... um, I thought it was actually really fun to watch. Um, I The most memorable full matchup for me was... Not the last matchup, but the matchup before the last matchup, which was the Infiltration Gamer B Losers Finals. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it was pretty cool to see Gamer B pull out his 
Wait, so Gamer B played before against a Rolento, and he like owned the Rolento, right? And then he played Elena in the healing matchup against the Chung Li, which was a very interesting. Um, it had a really interesting dynamic of healing and like stalling, mm-hmm. which I didn't think was very fun to watch. But it, but it kind of pushes the meta for Street Fighter a little bit because it's kind of a new. I, I want to say it's a new up and coming tactic, or maybe not up and coming, but it's a viable strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can absorb the fireballs and then heal afterwards, even though Chun Li is supposed to counter Elena. But the way Gamer B played it, he played it really well. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, just like so, I watched most of Top Eight myself for Street Fighter, and the Infiltration Gamer B match. Like, if you guys have at all any interest in the fighting game scene for Street Fighter, like watch that match. The the infiltration was this like dominant player before Ultra came out. So like in Arcade Edition, he was like the guy that was favored for everything. He won Evo, uh, I think, two years ago. And he can play like everyone. Yeah, and uh, he yeah he was just like studied the game so hard, really smart, really good player, and then playing Gamer B and uh, Gamer B gotten he's gotten second place in 2012 Evo, and he's always done fairly well in uh all the evos and you know just in general and just watching these two guys duke it out like you can tell that they're putting everything they got like into this match and um there was a lot of uh like character switching meta that was going on um anthony do you want to go into that i don't um you went into it a little bit with the elena and then chun li yeah so i I don't. I have a really bad memory of what the matchups were, but like, so what happens in Street Fighter is that when you win, you keep your champ or your character, um, <laughs> and then the loser has an opportunity to change their character to another character if they feel like their secondary or third character can counter the um, Elena better. And at one point, Infiltration changed to a Roger. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, he switched to Jury. Jury, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he switched to Jury, yeah. And, like, Jury, like, owned the Elena, and then Gamer B was like, oh, what am I going to play? So the problem with switching is that you have to stay as Jury, so he picked Jury, and that means if he wins, he has to stay as Jury. So then Gamer B gets a counter matchup mm-hmm. to Jury. So that it kind of goes back and forth like that, which gives, makes it a really kind of, like, interesting gameplay, because you don't just pick for your next match. But you have to pick, assuming if you win, can the other person counter you with something else? Right. If that person has a hard counter or something like that, you know? So you have to really think ahead and really, like, strategize who you're going to pick and maybe predict who they're going to pick and, you know, say, okay, I forget who Gamer B played against Jury. Uh, Adon. Oh, yeah, his Adon, right? So Yeah. So So when Infiltration picked Jury, he knew that if he won, he would probably play Adon, and he had to be comfortable playing Jury versus Adon, right? Right. And uh, Gamer B is known for his Adon, so, like, uh, Infiltration so, knew. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Gamer B only has, like, two or three characters that he plays really well. Yeah. Adon and Elena. Yeah. Um, so, Infiltration, actually... So, I got all these fun facts about uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4 Evo from Reddit. Uh, Shoutouts to... This random redditor, Ikarian Styles, fun facts, but <laughs> um, 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but Infiltration in just this Evo alone used eight characters Juri, Chun Li, Evil Ryu, Akuma, Elena, DiCapre, uh, Ryu, and Abel. So he has a really big uh, character pool, and he did take a really long try- time trying to choose uh, who to counter that Elena with because she was such a big problem against the Chun Li. Um, but it was a really cool thing to see, like, uh, so much, like, kind of chess mind games going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, like, the essence of Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. I think Pardon? that was, like, the first time, like, I've ever seen the judge go up on stage and put a clock up in front of the players <laughs> on the select yeah. character screen. Like, I've never seen that before on, like, a big main stage at EVO. Yeah, that so was the like, game doesn't have a built-in timer select mechanic per character. Mm, yeah, I mean, usually they uh, they give more time than like what's allotted for Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, because usually people only have like one or two champs, right? If you don't play Ryu or you don't play Evil Ryu, you play your other champ. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you know. Um. So moving on to the grand finals, it was Momochi versus Gamer B. Um. So spoilers. Gamer B1. Right, right. <laughs> spoilers. We we should have put spoil. I'll put spoilers on the title, but let's just go for it. And and what did you say the spoilers were? <laughs> what? You definitely said the wrong person won for spoilers. Gamer B? Oh, no. Gamer B1 against Infiltration is what I meant. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so he's playing Momoshi. Yeah. <laughs> Gamer B beat Infiltration. And so, Grand Finals, Gamer B versus Momoshi. Um, so, spoilers. So- <laughs> Momochi but one. Before we go there, uh-huh. um, I don't know if the listeners know, but so Evo, the format of Evo is double elimination, yes. which means there's a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket. Mm-hmm. And if you're in grand finals, the loser has to win two sets, while the winner only has to win one set. Right. Because of double elimination. If that doesn't make sense to you, you can find us after the podcast and we can try to explain it better. Yeah. Well, I mean, basically, because. Uh, the loser has to beat the winner, and then the winner goes into losers, and then the loser has to beat the loser. But yeah, anyway, you can <laughs> basically you have two lives, and the winner has never lost a life. So yes, uh, and each life is a best of five. Right. Go well going into uh, top eight. Yeah. Um. So what happened in the grand finals? Gamer B got a reset, which was amazing because he won the first set, mm-hmm. and. Everyone was so hyped after he won the first set because usually, I'm guessing usually resets don't happen very often, and the fact that he got a reset against Momochi is like a big deal because Momochi yep. has been dominating the scene yep. for a really long time now. Yeah, it was actually the second time ever at Evo for SF4 series that the bracket has reset in grand finals. Yeah. Yeah, Momochi was using Evo Ryu, right, and then a gamer B was using Adon. Yes. And then. Uh... No, uh, Momochi switched to Evil Ryu. He was using Ken first. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or Momochi's known for his Ken. Yeah. Just like he's my favorite. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So Momochi, ever since Ultra came out, Ken got a couple uh buffs to his character, and just uh just with that, and Momochi um just you know studying the game and playing it so you know diligently. He's Momochi's been like the favorite for Ultra 
for a little bit now, like been dominating the scene, been doing really well. So he was expected to win Evo, but then Gamer B really gave Momochi a run for his money, beating him in the first set and taking the loser's set, the second set, all the way to game five. And then at the final round, it was 1-0, Momochi's lead, and Roger, tell us what happens. Momochi's deck rough the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. Everyone was like, wait, is this happening? Is this real life? Yeah, so just right like when the round starts, Momochi gets his tiny lead, and then there's a player one pause. And everyone's was like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, what the heck happened? And so by Evo rules, if one player pauses for whatever reason, the other player gets to win the like the round. So there's three rounds in a game. And so the the opponent gets to win a round. And so Momochi had to get a replacement stick, which which was like a weird issue in itself. <laughs> um but he found one from another top eight player. Yep. And uh and then they played top three and it in a way like yeah, it was neat because it went to the third round, like the final round, final game for the entire tournament. But eh, just no matter who you are, whether you're Gamer B, Momochi, people watching, like no one wants to see a stick break. It's like watching an injury in a sports game. Like you don't really want to see someone get injured like that. <laughs> Poor stick. It ruins the game. It kind of brings doubt on like who the real winner could have been. It ruins momentum. I, I, I mean, this one, it didn't ruin too much momentum. There was so much tenseness. It was great. So, moral of the story, guys, don't buy a Razor stick. <laughs> that is not the moral of the story. I'm sure Razor sticks are good. she got a golden stick in the end. Yeah. <laughs> those, do those golden sticks, are they usable? Can you use them? I've no I don't idea. think so. Oh. Well, anyways, moral of the story, don't buy a Razor stick because they'll break. Well, it was crazy, right? Because it was, like, the worst timing possible for it to break. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't hold it against Razor, personally. I'm sure I'm sure that stick has been well used and stuff. But, I mean, you know, that is what well, happened. Well, it's probably only used for that tournament. I'm guessing each player brings a new stick to the tournament because you don't want to risk your old stick breaking. Well, yeah, but then, like, your stick has to kind of break in and stuff, right? You don't want, like, a brand new stick. It's true. That's true, too. But, anyway, end of... Regardless, Momochi still won, so it put people's mind at ease a little bit. I think if Gamer B won, it would have been a lot more controversial. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Which kind of sucks because it was a lose-lose situation for Gamer B. Because if he wins, people are like, oh, you only won because there was a technical difficulty and you won a set because of, you know, Momochi, like, stick-breaking, right? So you don't really deserve to win. But then if he lost, then he loses. So either way for him, it's not... A good outcome even though it's not his fault <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it was kind of unfortunate but gamer b got a lot of uh cheering and praise for trying his heart out because everyone could tell how hard he was trying so yeah good I think for like mm-hmm. i think like um nobody expected gamer b to get this far uh yeah. into like the tournament like i guess like People always thought like, yeah, maybe he'll get like maybe like, you know seventh place or maybe ninth place or whatever. But nobody expected them to get you know reach the grand finals. So that he really surprised a lot of uh, 
because a lot of spectators did that ray. Mm. Well, he also beat Daigo, right? Which was like really big too. Yeah, that was really big too. That was like what? Nobody <laughs> those expected them you... to beat Daigo either. Yeah, so Gamer it... B like worked really hard. You could you could really tell when you're watching the top eight that Gamer B like trained a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in terms of the SF meta in general, um, from what I can tell, and I've been watching kind of like the more recent Street Fighter tournaments, and like this is kind of what people are saying. I don't know how true it is because Ultra isn't like super old and it hard to, it's hard to develop a meta with, you know, patches and stuff coming in and out. But, um, but from what I can tell, the, the like hardcore, um, glass cannon Shoto characters, are like so Shoto is like the Hadouken, Shoyuken characters like Ryu and Ken. Anakuma. Anakuma, yeah. So like the glass cannon ones, so like Evil Ryu, uh Oni, Akuma. Like those dudes are like I think they're like the running the meta right now because um they do everything. They they can rush down with like the dive kicks and teleport options. Um they have like fireballs to All offense, no defense. Right. They have fireballs if they need to camp. Um, they assure you can. They can go in and if they get like one hit in, like their combo game is insane and they do a ton of damage. Their quote unquote weakness is not having much health, which, you know, it, it is a weakness, but I feel like with all the options they're given, like it's, it is a sacrifice many players are willing to take. And it kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of brings the meta too much in towards that direction. But, um, I mean, that's why characters like Elena are able to come in and Adon as well is able to do well because Adon can shut down the fireball camping with his ultra one. So, like, if someone does a fireball and Adon has ultra run, he just does it and, like, does, like, that dive kick to destroy them. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's hard to say because since Street Fighter Five is coming out, uh, you know, soon-ish. That's coming. It came out like it's coming out this week. Beta is coming out this week. Yeah, I think Street Fighter Five is projected for uh, the the guy. I don't know who it was, but the one of the Japanese people at Evo was saying that they're trying their hardest to release it before Evo twenty sixteen. Mm, I thought you were gonna say Capcom Cup. <laughs> no, no, that's definitely gonna be Ultra. Um, so we'll see what happens, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think the meta's kind of shifted, uh, away from the, from the rushdown characters and a little bit towards the combo Shoto characters, but I mean, you know, yeah. it changes all the time. For yeah, all those who don't know, sorry, Roger, I'll uh, let you talk after this, but, um, Street Fighter Five is going to have free updates and <laughs> no longer carry the ultra super tag every time a new release comes out so if that's what's preventing you from buying street fighter 5 it is no longer a problem uh yeah uh in regards to like the meta that chris was talking about mm-hmm. uh it, like because like you know like you see the shadow characters dominating it's also the reason why everybody has a pocket elena because she could deal with because she can deal with those shadow characters pretty well with her healing <coughs> ultra. Yeah. And also, like, she has, like, a some really low-profile normals, so that, like, one of her moves, like, she can, like, slide underneath the fireball 
and attack the you know the shadow character. And I guess like her 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 really weird wonky hitbox helps out a lot because like when she's blocking up, you know she stands really tall, so it's kind of hard to cross her up. Mm. And then when she's like blocking low, she her hitbox becomes like this really tiny, you know like mm. very low to the ground, so that she can easily control like you know like oh which side are you gonna at or like which side the opponent's gonna be if she if the opponent wants to cross her up, I guess. I don't really know. I'm not a Street Fighter player, but that's what I assume. Yeah. So yeah. Elena is the counter meta, which is now becoming meta. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's like one of the reasons why Gamer B picked up Elena. Elena. Which is funny because he already has Adon, which is a counter already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His Adon's a beast. I also want to predict. I'm going to throw this out there. The Street Fighter Five is going to have Evil Ken. Evil Ken. Okay. It's about time Ken gets an evil. <laughs> we'll see. There's a... Uh, yeah, that that makes sense, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think they're going to introduce another one of those characters, you know? Yeah. That'd be yeah. crazy, though. That'd be so stupid. <laughs> um, For... Yeah, for this evil, I didn't see Shien at all, which surprised me. Yeah, he got eliminated like in the top thirty-two Did or he top really? sixteen. Yeah, there were a lot of big names that got eliminated early, like Goofy. Uh, yeah, I believe Snake like Eyes. Shed was eliminated by infiltration, but don't quote me on that. Oh wow, that would have been a high-profile match. Yeah, like I remember, it was like, like he was against like this other really like well-known player. It might have been infiltration. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure. Yeah, and I don't know why Infiltration plays DiCaprio. I don't. I'm not a fan, but he likes her. So he played her against um, Gamer B, didn't he? Yeah, DiCaprio is like his DiCaprio is like his go-to character right now. Hmm. Like if he blind picks, but I don't know. I uh, also want to say that Momochi's go-to costume for Ken is really ugly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to Super Smash Brothers Melee, which um, is my second favorite game of all time. I love Melee. Um, for my brief history of Melee, is I played it semi-competitively um, during a little bit in college, and I've followed it ever since. So you know, I I know the scene pretty well. And I know some of the pro players, but I'm by no me- by no means a big name or someone who like made top thirty two or anything. But you know, I I got some pretty good wins in here and there. Um, so in melee, the top eight was oh my goodness, let's see, it was Armada, PPMD, mm-hmm. Hungrybox, mm-hmm. Mango, Leffen, Plup. And chew that. And so the biggest surprises in that top eight was chew that making top eight, which chew that is this old, old, old school um, ice climbers player. Like back in the like Ken King of Smash days, so like 2006, that was like when chew that was like doing his like well, that was when he was in his prime. And so seeing him make top eight is like pretty cool. <laughs> He, he invented ice creamer, creamer, basically. Like. Yeah, yep, yep. He pretty much invented uh, 
or at least made really popular desyncing. Mm, that's so, cool. Yeah, and so he's a he's a big name. Uh, some quick background on Chudat. He recently uh, lost his job and his um, sponsor for Melee. And so he wasn't even sure if he was coming to the tournament. But then at the very last minute, this team called Melee Hell uh, sponsored him to bring him over. And everyone, including Hugs, was saying that uh, Chudat's overrated, uh, he's a wash, and he's not worth bringing over to EVO. But... Uh, Chudat uh, did really well. Uh, Roger, do you want to talk about uh, Chudat versus Hugs? Yeah, so that Hugs is a Samus player. He's a really, like, a very iconic Samus player. Mm-hmm. And that Hugs versus Chudat was really interesting. It was very intense also. Uh, Hugs was really, like, I guess, like, ahead by two stocks over Chudat. Uh-huh. And that, like, Chudat lost his um, Nana. I believe. So that he was playing uh, Sopo, or aka Solo Popo. Yep. That's yep, right. Yep, yep, yes. And that, you know, like, for the Ice Climbers, like, Popo without his Zeta is, like, very, very difficult to play with. Yeah. Your recovery is limited. You cannot do the wobbling, aka the infinite um, grabbing. Yeah, uh, which is awful. But yeah. Yeah. And then, it's like, your the Ice Climbers strength is just reduced by, like, I don't know, more than 50%. Yep, yep. And then not only that, but he had to fight Hugs at Samus, who has two stocks ahead. <laughs> and well, like, it was like a really intense match, but he managed to pull through and just was able to eliminate Hugs from the <laughs> comments. That is so insane. Cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Chudat beating Hugs, even though Hugs said that Chudat wasn't worth bringing to Evo, so that was pretty crazy. Um,. And so we'll just kind of, uh, I don't know, there's so much to talk about. All right, let's talk <laughs> about let's talk about the winner. So the winner is Armada, and we at this point, we all think Armada deserves it. He He's had some trouble with Mango, he's had some trouble with Leffen, but in general, Armada hasn't lost to, you know, most of the people outside the gods who are, uh, there's the five gods of Melee who's Mango, Armada, Le- uh, not Leffen, uh, Mango, Armada, Hungrybox, PPMD, and uh, wow, I'm drawing a blank. Armada. For top eight. Yeah, no. Who are the five gods? All, all five gods plus Leffen were Mango, Armada. Yeah. PPMD. Hungrybox. Oh, Muti King. Oh, yeah, Muti King oh, wasn't Mute there. King. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Muti King, who wasn't there, because uh, he has wrist injury problems but um yeah amada hasn't lost in many of them um but you know he amada has been pretty consistent and so we're all, i don't know it, this evo was interesting because it was actually a toss-up on who would win um with mango no longer being the favorite but you know amada definitely deserved it did a great job played really well wasn't mango still the favorite coming in mm. prior to um this evo yeah. Not no. I would say it would have. It was either Armada or Leffen, because Mango has been pretty sloppy, and Armada had the edge on Mango with the counter pick wars. Okay. So yeah, because Mango's sloppiness did show at Evo though. Yeah. Yeah. It was really sloppy. Um. So okay, Mango versus Armada. So they did not play this Evo, 
But what's really fun about watching these two is that they go through a massive counterpick war with each other. And so um, Armada plays Fox and Peach, and Mango plays Fox and Falco and a little bit of Falcon if he really feels if he's really desperate against the Peach. And so Armada wants uh, Peach versus Falco. And he wants Fox Dittos, while Mango wants Fox versus Falco and Fox versus Peach. And so they do a lot a lot of big counterpick wars between each other. And pretty much the winner of the first game has like a huge advantage going in for the whole set. So that didn't happen this Evo, but it's really neat to watch between those two. Hmm. Uh, yeah, Mango played pretty terribly. <laughs> yeah, uh, did you guys watch that uh, set at all? Yes, he suicided like three times. Yeah, <laughs> that was basically basically it. It was game three against Hungrybox, and uh, Mango literally ran off the stage twice, and uh, and then he suicided once before on Dreamland. And so, well, I think all... he, so he suicided the first time, and then I think he got desperate to come back, so he was trying to make big plays, and it cost him like a, another life, yeah. another stock. Yeah. So silly. But even then, Mango does some sloppy... Uh, he does a lot of edge lasers with Falco, which he shouldn't be doing. Uh, he does some really obvious uh, ledge dashes onto the platform at Yoshi Story. He does some uh, some really habitual rolling, which at his level, like I'm pretty surprised he does. But I'm kind of like, ah, he shouldn't be rolling like that. I don't know. I feel like Mango could step it up, but he's been so dominant, so I can't say too much. <laughs> but I don't know. He, I see, I see some, uh, some easing off, being, uh, being really into, you know, being uh, into top-notch shape. But mm-hmm. um, in general, top eight was not very exciting for melee because of this one guy named Hungrybox, who it's hard to say. We everyone loves Hungrybox because he is pretty much the last Jigglypuff remaining at the top level. Jigglypuff versus Fox is known as a heavily Fox-favored matchup. Um, people saying going as high as 70% uh, Fox's favor and then 30% Puff favor. Um, and Hungrybox showing people that he can still fight some of the best Foxes out there. Um, but at the cost of it, he had to do a lot of ledge camping uh, in this top eight, which is incredibly boring to watch. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and he timed out some games and just, you know, hung out at the ledge, and it, it kind of sucks. But uh, I don't know. He kind of had to at the same time because Fox has his lasers, and the lasers give such an advantage. Because even when Fox camps, it is um, he gets damage in, which is kind of broken. But you know, it's Fox. And yes. Is ledge camping a new strategy? No, Hungerbox has done it before. But uh, Jigglypuff is a lot better at ledge camping because of her jumps. What? Right. I think they said that Jigglypuff gets like five jumps before. Yeah. She has. Yeah, she has five ju- jumps and her pounds. So. Right. Oh. Uh, I, have, I have a question. Yes. Um. So I, th- I believe this is like Smash uh, Melee's like second or third. Um, show at Evo. Yeah, third uh, um, since 2007, I believe. Yeah, and then like, where do you see Melee heading towards to? Because Melee is like a 
14 year old game now. Yeah. Like, how do you see it progressing into the future? Yeah, so if you asked me this question three years ago, I would say Melee would die really soon. Melee well, it almost died in like 2013 when. Yeah. When Nintendo said no. Yeah, yeah. Melee was at like the brink of extinction. Uh, it was really small. Uh, everything was grassroots back then. And it still is grassroots now, but a grassroots meeting, all the tournaments were player organized. It was all community, uh, community built. Uh, everything was community run. Everything was done through uh, Smashboards, the forum. And so basically everyone who played Melee were just like the hardcore uh, fans who just love the game because the game is so unique, which I'll get into in another podcast. But um, basically it was a really small community, like everyone knew each other and we were like the last people to play the game. And then uh, eSports came in and Nintendo was finally like, hey, we will actually let you guys, you know, publicly play Melee. And so... um, and so Melee has been on the rise ever since they got into Evo. And it's been gaining a lot of popularity. Sponsors have been picking up Melee. And so, uh, yeah, so the game's incredibly outdated. Uh, it can't play on LCD TVs without noticeable lag. Uh, LED TVs are much better, but there's still some lag. And so most of the, or all of the players actually play on CRT TVs still. And uh, it, yeah, it's hard it's hard to, you know, like, find the technology to play on the GameCube or the Wii. And, um, it just, yeah, it, it's hard for it to have a future because it's so technologically behind. But, at the same time, there's literally no other game that's like Melee in its, like, depth and, like, in its, I don't know, to me, it's, like, it, it's almost, like, artistic in the way you combo people and play the game. And so, I think that Melee will in a sense never die because all the hardcore melee fans will play melee for like the rest of their lives uh in one way or another you'll see people like kira or like mango they'll quit for like six months but seriously they always come back because there's no other game like melee and you like crave that game because it's so fun and exciting so uh i don't think it'll ever truly die but i'm hoping i'm hoping that one day they'll there will be a Melee HD, and <laughs> <laughs> Melee can finally upgrade to newer te- technologies. But until then, I think it'll just be the same old grassroots Melee that we all know. And if it's... it's yeah. I was going to say, it's mostly because Nintendo's vision of Smash is different from the community and the pros' vision of Smash. Yeah, I agree. And I think that clash is pretty hard, maybe pretty evidently, but like because of that, I think at some point it's going to reach a point where like the players, the pros, really have to think whether or not they want to invest this much time in Melee. So I was looking at the um, the price pools for Evo, and the Melee price pool was like 18700 yeah. right? Whereas Capcom and like all the other games, even like Mortal Kombat, like uh, I forget who sponsors Mortal Kombat, but their developer or D- Warner Brothers Studio, they put in 50k for the price pool, so it's at least 50k plus all the player buy-ins. Whereas Melee, like Nintendo, did nothing. They didn't put in any additional money to the 18k that like Melee winners win. So like, yeah, you're. F- 
at some point it's going to be like, yeah, you're first in the world in melee, which is great. It's a probably an awesome feat to have, but then winning such a big tournament only nets you like 10k, which is like, you know, compared to all these other bigger games like League of Legends or Dota, it's like, that's like nothing, you know? Right, right. And like um, Leffen, mm-hmm. who came in sixth, pocketed like 350 bucks. <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> right? Like when you think about it, you're like, wow. Like they put so much time and effort, but they only make so little from a tournament payout. And this is supposed to be one of the biggest like fighting game tournaments. But most of these players, they probably get most of their salary and like money from their sponsors and not from tournament winnings. Right. Um, yeah, so to put into perspective... Armada won $11,000 um, from winning EVO in Melee, and Momochi, who won Street Fighter IV, got $33,000. So a huge difference um, right. in the prize pool. Um, in terms of Melee, uh, there was this huge... During the lull, the grassroots era of 2007 to you know 2012, um, people who played Melee competitively and it was all their lives and stuff... Uh, it was a different time because Mango was, like, still in high school and, you know, could find a way to, like, bum <laughs> around and stuff. Mango was in high school? Dang, that guy is hella old now. Yeah. Um, no one played Melee for the money. They all played it for the pride and for the love of the game. And um, I believe if the meta is to live on, it's for those same reasons that mm. people keep playing. Because really, like, no one plays Melee for the money because Melee is not good money at all. And as seen by Evo 2015, I mean, it's not bad money, but, you know, with the amount of time you invest in it, like, yeah. you can't play Melee for the money. It has to be for the game. And that's what people play it for, so. It's uh, it's great, though, that, like, people like Mango can somewhat play Melee full-time because sponsors now and, uh, and it getting popularity. But, I mean, that's a really good point, is that a lot of uh, being a hardcore Melee player... And that future, you know, does kind of ride on how how the fighting game scene develops for that game specifically. Yeah, and t- I think it's pretty much up in up to Nintendo at some point mm. whether or not, like, if they turn around and say, "Hey, this is a great game. We're gonna make the next Smash Brothers similar to Melee mechanics, where you know the pros can be pros still, you know, and it's like an updated version of Melee. Maybe they call it Melee Two or something. I don't know." then I think the game can last and be a very, like, historical kind of game changer. But if they keep making Smash 4 and Smash 5, that's like, you know, they're trying to do their own spin to things that, like, pro players will never adopt to, then, I don't know, but eventually you'll start weeding out a lot of the Melee pros. But right now they're all sponsored. Like, every single one of the Melee top 8, probably, like, top 20, I would imagine, are sponsored by some kind of... Um, big gaming company. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. nice. Constellation yeah. prize for them. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean that's a good point though. Is that like when you know the next three iterations of Smash come out and uh, and our technology goes beyond you know like HD and the HDMI input and stuff. Like there might be a point where um, where what's you know currently technologically the norm can't even convert from a game. A GameCube can't convert all the way and until this, or all the way to this new technology, and then you know what do you do then, right? And who knows what it's going to be like, a, you know, like ten years down the line. So that's. A good I wonder part. why. Um, 
Why do melee pros are why are they so adverse to switching or adopting to the new Smash? Whereas like Capcom, like Street Fighter, I'm sure people thought, oh, Street Fighter Four sucks or Street Fighter Five sucks before. You know, like I don't think Street Fighter has gotten progressively better with each iteration, but all the pros still adopt the next iteration. Yeah, um, it's because of Melee's mechanics being like so vastly different to uh, Smash Four. People say like the only thing that Melee and Smash Four have in common is the name. Like other than that, that it's a completely different community. Um, you know, besides like a few players, they and- the same characters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, besides, like, you know, the name and characters and stuff, like, the gameplay is completely different. Like, at least in Street Fighter, like, you know, there are, like, you know, focus attacks that are new and stuff, but the general concept kind of just evolves and adapts, while Smash Melee to Smash 4 is, like, a complete shift, and it's just a completely different game, yeah. Yeah, you could tell, like, with Sakurai, uh, the creator of Smash, I remember he said like he never he said that he never intended Smash to be an actual competitive game. Yeah. And yeah. you can totally tell with like Super Smash Brothers Raw, like the way he added the tripping mechanic. That was, Ugh. Just, like, that was just like basically destroyed any comp- competition or bra. Like Yeah. Uh I forgot where I was going for this. But basically like he he like you can he uh 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 <laughs> Yeah, so, so like, because of, honestly, like, because of Sakurai's vision for Melee, or for Smash, uh, he didn't want Smash to be, like, how Melee is, which, um, you know... Highly mechanical. Yeah, highly mechanical, and has all these, like, little tricks and stuff that go into it, and he wanted Smash to be more like a casual party game with, like, some competitive stuff uh, existing, and so he's really developed Brawl and Smash 4 to be more towards that vision than melee, and it really created like a big disconnect uh, between the players or between the games. Even um, this might be a topic for like Smash podcast, but then I feel like the game doesn't have to be so segregated. You know, like it can be kind of like other games that we see that are played both competitively and casually. But I don't know. I don't really know why he has a vision to not have it be competitive and the other thing to note is that like a lot of the smash or the melee mechanics that are more advanced are not intended right yeah which would which is definitely going to be in the melee podcast that will happen one day (laughs) stay tuned (laughs) yeah so stay tuned um yeah and so if melee hds ever to exist sakurai will need the boot um and the fans will go crazy Probably more crazy than they will go for the um, Final Fantasy VII HD. <laughs> um, yeah, so besides those three games, which are, I guess, our our specialties between the three of us, uh, they also had Mortal Kombat. Which and... was the third most watched game, actually. Right, but we didn't watch any of it, uh, which seemed cool. Uh, there was also Marvel vs. Capcom 3, which I watched half of Top 8. And the I meta... want to say that was like the next most watched game, too. The second fourth. most. It should be second. No, Melee was the second most. Oh, really? Oh, do you have yeah. the view counts? Yes. So, Street Fighter 4 had 20, 229k viewers. Um, Smash had 207k. Nice, nice. Mortal Kombat has 188k. Mm-hmm. 
And Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 had 165k. Ooh, not a good look. Not a good look. Guilty Gear had 121k, so not that's bad. the next one. And then Smash 4 had 97k. Ooh, not good. <laughs> and then Killer Instinct had 66 and Tekken had 54. These are peak viewers, not average. So Right, right. Um, yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Let me say I watched part of Top 8, and the meta has not changed at all <laughs> since I left. The juggling mechanic is real. Yeah, same characters, same strategy, same everything. Just open them up and then beat the crap out of the team. And then, Who won? Uh, Who was the champ? Uh, uh, Chris Blue G River. again. Who, sorry? Kane Blue River, KBR. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same juggling, same X-Factor. So, I don't know. For the Marvel vs. Capcom, like, I'm not a MVC player, mm-hmm. but apparently, like, that specific uh, tournament was pretty hype because Chris G, Justin Wan, Filipino champ, they were all knocked out before the top eight. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So the top eight was just, like, you know, really fresh and new. And then, um... Mm-hmm. Again, like I'm not an MVC player, but apparently, like a lot of the uh, characters that were used during the top eight were like were uh, were not frequently used. Like Modok, like he was he was used. And then, yeah, like, I saw a, that. A, a, Apology Man with his Fire Scroll or Firebrand and Super Scroll. Yeah, yeah. Firebrand's I think fairly normal. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah. never mind. I, I don't know what I'm saying. A scroll, <laughs> scroll's rare though. Yeah, scroll's rare. Fairly rare. Um, yeah, I don't know. That game's pretty darn random, so it is what it is. I- I'm biased, so, you know, that's my opinion. But Ultra Street Fighter 4 is still the most competitive, I want to say, or the most, like, the biggest fighting game, um, as evident in EVO. And sure. I don't even think EVO is the biggest uh, Street Fighter tournament. I think Capcom Cup is what, like, all the pros are trying to fight for. Because EVO was a seeding into Capcom Cup, or a qualifier right. for Capcom Cup. I feel like this is the first time where uh, Evo wasn't the big rig, like wasn't the biggest of all. Yeah, well, I think it's because Capcom is actually taking charge of their game, kind of yeah. like most other gaming companies, like, you know, how um, Blizzard is taking charge of uh, StarCraft and HOTS tournaments or their grand finals. It's, it's taking that Riot approach, um, which I think is good. Um, so the pot pool, the pot for a Capcom Cup is 500k, which is... Right crazy for a fighting game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so don't you mean uh blizzard uh hosts hots and hots <laughs> hots and hots yeah well Part it's of soon swarm. to be legacy of the void <laughs> yeah yeah legacy of the void so lots of lots of but um yeah i think it's during blizzcon when they have their world finals for yep there are yep, two games yep. you're right um so there were a few side tournaments that were going on uh roger do you want to go into them yeah, so then during the three days, uh, I watched a few of like the anime Evo for mm-hmm. fun. And then one of the few tournaments that I saw was Gundam Extreme Versus. Mm-hmm. And then um, and Guilty Gear XX Action Core Plus Arc. And also, <laughs> there was, uh, also there was like a competitive cast rank, which I never knew existed as well. There's probably a competitive every fighting game. I don't know what competitive Catherine is. So the you know, like Catherine, um, it's the Atlas game. Yes, um, I know it. I have yeah. no idea. There's uh, a P4A too, right? 
I think there was a site. Yeah, yeah, uh, there was Kikori. a Persona 4 Arena as well. Uh, so basically, every fighting game, there's a side tournament during Evo. I think what yeah. happens for the side tournament is that like people bring their own um, PS4s, PS3s, or whatever console and TV, and then they just set up on the side. And it, I yeah. think it's very grassrooty, like Chris was saying about how like um, all the other games kind of started out. Melee started out at least, and then it's like all these like good or like top tier players in these games so it just come and they buy in and then there's a pot and then they have like ratios for how the pot is divvied up. So. Yeah, it's like totally set up by the community. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Evo has like, to allow it though. Oh yeah, I'm not like King of Fighters, it's one of those sites kind of like also. So what's Catherine? I have no idea. Uh, so then for competitive Catherine, um, so it's, it's a like a yeah, it's a PS3 game, and uh, it's like a the multiplayer player mode. It's very interesting. Uh, so you you have like these stacks of blocks, mm-hmm. and then both <laughs> players have to pull or push these blocks and climb up towards like the very top. Okay. And then as you're climbing up, like the the bottom of this like block tire will start to fall down. Right. Right. <laughs> so then. <laughs> So it's very like uh, I guess like a puzzle like fighting game. Okay. Like you have to like you have to like make your own route to climb up, but at the same time you have to like screw up the other player's route. So right. it's very trollish, which I really like. <laughs> and then um, and then you don't have to reach the top to win the round, but instead like you can like push up the other player, or sort of like you know like manipulate the blocks in a way such that the player cannot climb up. And then mm-hmm. he, he, he does nothing but, you know, he has to, like, fall down. So it's really hilarious, and I think it's really fun, too. So it's not like, really a fighting game in the traditional, yeah. like, sense. Yeah, it's not really a fighting game, but you can, like, hit the other player by, you know, knock them off the <laughs> blocks and stuff. So right. it's, it's, it's really interesting to watch. Yeah, I'll check it out. That sounds awesome. It is. I want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's probably cheap now because it was a PS3 game. I'm thinking. Yeah. Um. Okay. And so, really quickly, Gundam Extreme versus. Yeah. You... So that uh, got, well, I'm a like a hardcore Gundam fan. Nice. So that I, so I actually have this game, but I don't. I don't really... have this game. Oh, I do. Anyways, uh, so that Gundam Extreme versus is a very popular arcade game in Japan, mm-hmm. and it's a two v two. Sort of like a 3D fighting game ish. So that okay, yeah, yeah. there's like oh, there's like over 50 plus Gundams that you can choose from, wow. and then you're just you're just you can like shoot your beam rifles, you know, slash your beam sword, and then it's just it's a really fast pace, just fly everywhere, shoot each other, 2v2 game. Is it, is it balanced? Sorry. Um, or is it more like kind of for fun? It's hard to say. Oh, I see what you're asking. Oh, uh, um, I mean, there is some balance, but you know, since like there's like 50 plus Gundam suits, it's really hard to balance all 50 of them. So it's mostly so, kind so of so like balance. so obviously you have like some that are just really horrible to use, and you have like some that are just really good. Uh, but it, it, it's still you can still like have like competitive tournaments with it. You mm, know, nice, nice. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, sorry. Is it a like a two D fighting game? Like, is it left? Uh, no, right? it, it, no, it's three D. Three D. 
yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so for fighting games that are incredibly unbalanced, uh, usually if there's a competitive scene, it's because the community will make like custom rules to make sure that the game stays somewhat balanced. What's uh, what's an example of a unbalanced? Um, game? Like Pokemon is pretty darn unbalanced. Oh, okay. I thought uh, you were talking about like Dragon Ball Z Budokai or something. Oh, I mean, maybe. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I know, yeah, like Pokemon is a great example of unbalanced. But um, Pokemon Evo would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, were were there any other games you guys wanted to talk about or anything else? Was there a Blaze Blue at all? No, that was Guilty Gear uh, Xrd. Xrd. Um, Blaze Blue was one of the side tournaments. Oh, was it? Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. There, there was also no um, X, huh? Street Fighter X Tekken or Tekken X Street Fighter or oh, anything yeah. like that. Oh no, I think that was another side tournament as well. Like, oh. CBS2 was also a side tournament. Oh, wow, old uh, school. Other well, I'm sure they had, like, side tournaments for every single fighting game possible, right? If it's yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically what EVO is. Like, just a lot of fighting game tournaments everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's not, like, the official ones shown at EVO, there'll be, like, a side tournament for it. Nice, nice. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I, I know Melee had trouble... Uh, getting into Evo, but maybe Melee wanted to be on like the main stage, so uh, yeah. So they, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, because Melee hasn't been in Evo since twenty two thousand seven, but uh, you know, grassroots and stuff, different issue. Well, they were Evo last year. Right, right, right. It was like from two thousand seven to two thousand like twelve. Or oh, so last year they also had Injustice, which they didn't have main stage this year. Probably yeah. side tournament, and King huh. of Fighters. Which was probably also a side tournament. Mm. That's what I'm guessing. And Tekken Tag, which probably was a side tournament too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of good fighting games out there. Yeah, too many fighting games. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up uh, Evo 2015 pretty darn well. Um, Roger, Anthony, thank you so much for coming to episode 11. Real quick, uh, what was your favorite moment? <laughs> Uh, oh man, I was just closing. Um, I know. <laughs> Mine will have to be the loser finals in Street Fighter Four. Mm, probably mine too, to be honest. For me, I would. I don't know. There were a lot of really fun Evo moments for me. There were. There like, were. Like, like Boshige, embarrassing <laughs> himself. You have to show and, us that um, YouTube video, Roger. Okay, I will after this. Uh, and then there's like one moment where like. Um, there's a Street Fighter player named 801 Strider. Yep, yep. And then during pools, like, he was, like, up against, like, a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old. And then he just perfected her three times. And then <laughs> first. <laughs> he was, like, you know, like, showing off, like, oh, you know, you just got dumpstered. <laughs> oh, that's so it sad. Was, like, it was, like, hilarious. <laughs> but kind of disrespectful, but funny in a bad way. Yeah. So BM. Nah, that, that's how you learn, man. <laughs> Brush it yeah. off. Keep going. Can't shoot at versus hugs. Yeah. Oh, there was like another moment. Um, I think it was in Cools also. It was like uh, Alex Bai versus uh, Bonchon, <laughs> the probably one of the best Sagat players in the world. Mm-hmm. And then Alex Bai defeated him with Hugo, which was really funny. And with what? Sorry? Uh, Hugo? Uh, Hugo? Oh, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. 
So that was another cool evil moment. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like the um, one of the top eight batches for Killer Instinct was really intense. Also, like they had a their one of the batches had a really good comeback, where one of the players had like a sliver of health left, and then he just pulled oh. up like a you know a Daigo just a bond comeback. Mm, okay. That's kind of cool. I should check uh, that out. Uh, the Elena heal, last second heal thing was crazy. That was like probably my favorite moment. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember what I was talking about, but I think that was in the infiltration match where like you thought infiltration was winning and then Elena just does her alt heal at last minute and wins from the time. That was crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, so now this is the actual closing where I say, I am going to kill both of you <laughs> right now. Oh. Yeah, yeah Roger. Oh, I just wanted to correct myself earlier when I said that Shen was eliminated by infiltration. Mm. It was actually eliminated by Snake Eye okay. and Momochi. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, I, I just wanted to correct myself, and I just don't want to embarrass like that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, understandable. Yeah. Okay, okay, you can get closed now. All right, all right, and <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so that wraps up 2015, guys. Uh, Roger Anthony, thank you so much for. Uh, for coming on to episode 11 of NPC Talk. Stay tuned um, for next year. TSM Incronaut. TSM Incronaut, yeah. At Melee. <laughs> I think... Uh, 2016. I think these guys will have... Uh, I think the audience will be confused because my first closing won't have the music going in. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. For now, we are oh, out. Yeah, CLG. Hot <laughs> Alright. For now, we are out. Bye. Thank you for watching or listening.